Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon, and instead of telling you to go to facebook.com slash group slash photo taco and ask to be a member today... I thought I'd ask you to head over to iTunes and give this show a review. It really helps getting the show noticed in iTunes, and that's what helps keep the show going. So if you like the show, it would really, really help me out if you'd go give me a review. Okay, today's topic comes from the Facebook group. Jason Konarzewski? Oh boy, I'm sorry, Jason Konarzewski, I guess. I'm not sure how to say your name, I'm sorry. It's He asked a question there that uh, a little bit ago that I really liked. And uh, I wanted to do this topic a little while ago, but I needed the time to go and research it because I actually didn't know the full details of the answer sufficiently to do the podcast. So I wanted some time to go and uh, learn about the topic so that I could do a good job of representing it. I'm probably going to make some mistakes as I go through it. I'm probably going to say things wrong. I usually do when it's an area I don't already know a lot about. But uh, we're going to talk about his question. And in the Facebook group, you can beat me up over uh, anything that you, you find uh, I say that you don't agree with. And we can discuss it as part of the beauty of the Facebook group. But please, let's keep it civil. Let's be nice to each other. None of us are perfect or know everything there is to, to about everything. So let's be nice to each other out there in the Facebook group. Okay, little plea to humanity, but let's go into our topic. So Jason asked, I'm not going to try the last name again. Jason asked, is fast focusing more impacted by the camera you have or the lenses or the interaction between them? He said, I, I know different focus points on the camera work better than others. For example, the middle point on my 6D, which is Jason speaking, not me, I don't have a 6D, is cross-type, so it is better at detecting contrast. I also know that a camera is usually judged by how low of light it can still focus in. When I read reviews of lenses, people always comment about how fast they focus. Doesn't seem like my 100mm f2.8 macro lens does focus slower than my other lenses, so it doesn't seem like it's the interaction between the camera and the lens. I would love a podcast discussing this. And Jason, I'm going to do my best to tackle it today. So, like a lot of things that are difficult to kind of technically understand exactly what's happening in the camera, we're going to have to go back a little bit in time. We're going to have to go back to the days before autofocus even existed. It's going to help lay some foundation on kind of how we got to where we are today. We started with manual focus SLRs, right? A while ago, they were manual focus. There was no autofocus option at all. And it's interesting to understand how that works because it led to what we made into the autofocus. We automated kind of what we were doing manually. We figured out how to make our sensors and other pieces in the electronics of the camera work to automate what we were doing manually. So let's talk about what you had to do manually first so that you can understand kind of what your camera's automatically doing. We're gonna start with phase detection focus points. And the distinction between that and contrast detection focus points will be clear, hopefully before the end of the podcast here. But let's start with phase detection. And it's, it's really tough on the exact words you use to describe this because even in Jason's question, the type of focus point he was talking about, the cross type, he called it, he said it's better at finding contrast. 
And that's not actually using contrast to find that. So let's talk about what it is. Let's go through this. All right, first thing, back a while ago, what you used to have on these manual focus SLRs, when you looked through the viewfinder, you had this really large circle that was there in the viewfinder. No focus points because there were no autofocus points, just this big circle. And through that circle, right in the middle, was a horizontal line. And that was what how the, the method you used to focus the camera was to make sure the image on the top part of that circle above that horizontal line matched up with the bottom half of that circle below that horizontal line. So there's, the, there's kind of two images, two parts of the scene. And if they were offset or out of phase, phase detection, focus points, if they were out of phase with each other, not lining up, then you moved the focus ring on the lens until they merged together and became kind of one image that was aligned, that was in phase where the two halves of that circle were in phase with each other. The problem with that focus point, I mean, first of all, that's kind of difficult to do, but it really gets hard when there's no horizontal, or sorry, no vertical lines in your scene. If you have a scene that has a whole bunch of horizontal lines in it, it doesn't matter where you put that circle. It's really hard to tell when you have the two halves lining up because they there's nothing to compare them against. There's no vertical lines to get lined up. And that's really makes it hard. So and one solution, obviously, is you could tilt the camera and turn it 90 degrees. And now what was a horizontal line on that circle became a vertical line. And if you have a bunch of horizontal or yeah, a bunch of horizontal lines, now you can it splits those and it does it. What's splitting those halves of the image is a prism. The light was being brought through a prism and then displayed in the viewfinder in a way so that you could do this lining up of the images in phase detection focus. And so, so that's how it was working then. What we've done to automate it is we built that detection about those images being off into the sensor and the camera, the electronics that are in the camera, they figure it out automatically now. So they do it really exactly the same thing. They see when those things line up. And it's more technical than that. It uses some colors and it's not, you know, human <laughs> kind of information that it's using to figure out that the images line up. But essentially the same principle still applies today in those autofocus points. And it's the ones that are not cross-type. So they're phase detect focus points, but not cross-type. So let's call them horizontal or single phase detection focus points. It's still doing pretty much the same thing. And the light goes through the prism, the, the electronics in your camera work with the image, the information it gets to decide when it's in focus. One significant advantage then to these types of focus points over contrast that we'll talk about in a second is that it knows, the camera knows when it first gets information about the scene, it knows immediately what it has to do to get the, th the shot in focus or the image underneath that focus point to be right, to be focused. And it knows that because it can detect exactly how far offset those two images are, how, how out of phase the two halves of the images are. And it knows, okay, because of the, the image being offset by this much, that means I gotta move the lens exactly this amount and then I will be in phase 
and everything will be lined up and everything will be in focus. So that's a big advantage over contrast. And we'll talk about that in a second about how that works. So that can make things faster on a phase detection focus point, even a single non-cross type point that can be faster because it knows how to tell the lens exactly where to go. It doesn't have to hunt for the focus. Now, so what's the difference with cross type? I talked about the disadvantage where when you have one type of line that kind of is parallel to where you're splitting that light with the prism, you, it can't really find the focus that when that's the case. So you have, when you have only that single split, you don't, it has a hard time finding focus in some situations where it doesn't have enough reference for vertical lines in the shot. Cross type adds, splits the light again and makes it so that you now have a horizontal and a vertical line on that. So now it can split the light both directions and it can handle twice as many situations. It will be able to find the focus in twice as many situations because it split the light the other direction. And that's great. And over time, uh, you know, at first those cross type focus points were only the center point, which is what the, his 6D, Jason 6D offered. A single cross type phase detection focus point in right in the middle that was more accurate more often. Not because it's better than the single split ones as far as being able to find the focus in when there's good vertical lines, because they'd be really roughly the same in that. But there's more situations where it will be accurate and the other single split focus points will will struggle, will not be able to find the focus. So the cross type, there's that's advanced over time to where cameras frequently have more than one cross type focus point. Now they were, there were six and then there were nine and some of the latest ones is just insane. How many are cross type focus points and then things advanced further. And there's even some cameras that offer, um, they call them dual diagonal focus points. And that's where you have the horizontal line, the vertical line, and then across both diagonals through the middle of those two, you have two more. So there's, kind of six splits of the light. And that of course is going to be even more situations where that focus is going to work. So all of that's just trying to make it so that it can apply to a lot more situations and make it really fast that that camera knows immediately as you try to focus what it has to do to the lens in order to make it so that the scene under that focus point is in focus. Okay, so there's, there's the basic definition of phase detection focus points single cross du du dual diagonal focus points disadvantage is that you you're splitting light and when you split light that means the two halves don't aren't as bright there's not as much there that means that phase detection focus points need more light than contrast detection again we're going to talk about in just a second how that works so as you get into lower light conditions the phase detection focus points are going to fail to focus and you're going to actually default in, in uh, more modern cameras. They're going to default back to the contrast detection because that may work in lower light situations. You may, it, it will default to that and, and might be able to get there. If it's too dark for even that, you just are on your own. You're going to have to manual focus. Okay. So there is a con to that. The other con I'd say would be the mirror in DSLRs or SLRs, the mirror has to be down for this to work. 
the light gets sent through the prism to activate these focus points, the phase detection focus points, only when the mirror is down. So you get to use those while you're using while you're looking through the viewfinder and you get the advantage of these focus points that know exactly where to send the lens to make it focus. But you can't do it in video because the mirror has to be up. And that's where contrast detection focus points come into play. Or in the newer cameras, in the, some of the newer Canon ones in particular, they're leveraging some new technology built into the sensor to sort of do a similar thing as, as phase detection focus points, but in the sensor. So it's, it's kind of a newer thing. It's really neither one of these focus types. And I'm just, I'm not going to go into those. They're, they're not as prevalent today. Uh, but, you know, advancements are continually coming in this stuff. All right, let's go to contrast detection then. So the big difference here is contrast means it's looking for contrast between edges. And it's going to do that instead of knowing exactly where it has to move the lens in order to achieve the focus, it's going to have to hunt for it. I'm sure you've all seen this. You've probably seen it when the light's really low, where your camera starts moving the lens in and out, focusing, trying to focus because it's, and, and we call that hunting because it doesn't know exactly where it needs to set it. And if you're lucky, it finally decides, oh, I found it. I found where the maximum contrast point is and it, it'll beep or give you an indication that it found the focus point. So what it's doing is think of uh, a really blurry background, like super, super blurry. Hopefully you've seen one where it's like that. So blurry that it's hard to tell where one subject ends and the next begins or one object ends and the next begins. The lines kind of blur into each other and you can't really make out individual objects anymore. That's that's a lack of contrast between objects. The lines between them are blurred, not clear. And contrast detection focus points then, they move the lens in and out until they find the point at which it, through its algorithms, through its sensor, has been able to find where the most distinction is between the, let's call them pixels, around the focus point that you're using. So that's what, how contrast works. It's, uh, it's not as technical on how it's going to get there. It's going to hunt using the lens. So there's advantage to that. It can work better in low light. It has a better chance of working in low light because you're not splitting the light. You can use it in live mode. You can use it while you're doing video. Um, that's, those are, those are kind of some of the advantages. Some people believe it's more accurate than phase detection. Uh, phase detection can get there faster, but can miss sometimes. It may think that it's got it right on immediately, move the lens to the point where it had, and it might have been just slightly off. Where contrast detection, because the camera is moving the lens through and it is noting exactly at what point the contrast was maximized under that focus point, some people argue that it could be at times more accurate. It just takes longer. The point would be really out of this podcast, you just got to understand the different types and when you're going to use them and what you're trying to do. It's a lot the same with talking about shutter speed and aperture and ISO. It depends on what you're going to do. There's not a single formula that someone can give in order to understand what you do. That's, that's why a good photographer 
is good because he knows how to set this. That photographer, he or she, <laughs> knows exactly which focus point to be using for the situation they're in. They know if right now this situation for me as a photographer, I will benefit most from putting it in using the single center focus point and, re and even recomposing if needed. Uh, or if it's sports or whatever the situation is or whatever they're going for, whatever kind of image they're trying to capture, what's the best type of focus point to use? All right, let's go back just briefly then to Jason's question, his original question. He wanted to know if the lens plays a role in how fast something can focus. Hopefully I've been able to outline kind of the differences between the focus point, focus workings, how these contrast detection, phase detection, single, cross, dual, diagonal, how all of that works. But what does the lens have to do? <laughs> and right off the bat, I want to say, I think the lens probably has such a minor role in this that it's probably not truly material, at least not with mid-level to upper-level lenses. It might really make a difference on kit lenses. So let's use that as an example to kind of illustrate the point. Now, if you're not shooting a kit lens, hopefully you had at one point, and you need to try to think back to that. Think back to that kit lens that you first had and how it worked. If you had it in manual focus and you move that focus ring, what did the lens do? It physically moved in and out, and it could have been a lot. If you're changing the focus from something really close to you to something really far, the lens had to physically change quite a bit. There's kind of a tube that comes out from the lens, and that had to move a lot to do that. Well, if you're using one of those lenses and you're using contrast detection, it's going to have to hunt through that entire movement of that lens. It's going to have to move that tube in and out. That means there's physical things. It's a mechanical process that has to happen to move that. And it's going to take a little bit more time than if you had, let's compare it to maybe even a prime on exactly the same camera. Then it won't matter if you're using dual cross type, dual diagonal cross type focus point where it knows exactly where you're going. If you have to go from something focused really near to something focused really far, the lens has to physically travel on that kit lens. And if you put a prime on there, the lens, the, the amount of physical movement that has to happen is going to be a lot less. So you may really see quite a bit of difference in the speed of focusing between those two things. But if you're comparing, I don't know, two L-series lenses, yeah, probably not going to really be dramatically different. It's not good. I wouldn't make it be something that would influence a purchase price of a lens. There's a lot of other factors that are going to be more important probably than the focus, how, how far the lens has to travel in order to get focus. The, the different points that you use in the camera or the different focus mechanisms that you use in your camera body are going to play a much larger role in how fast your camera can focus. So there you go. I hope that kind of answers your question, Jason. I thought it was a fun subject and I learned a ton researching kind of the different types. I knew roughly how they worked, but I didn't have any idea kind of where the names came from or, or really what, uh, what the real technical difference was with them. So I learned a lot and that was really helpful to me. Hopefully it was helpful to you. All right, before I end, as always, I really want to encourage you to go over to improvephotography.com. We talked about how iTunes reviews will really help the show. Well, 
honestly, the show wouldn't exist if there wasn't improvedphotography.com. So really need to support that site. I encourage you to go over there. We've got tons of helpful things on that website, continually updating. There's tutorials, there's news, there's gear, there's all kinds of photo tip articles on lots of different subjects, constantly being updated. You really are not doing yourself much of a service and improving your photography if you don't go to improvephotography.com several times a week. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!